Well, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 212. That is 212. It is the Enes Wolves podcast. You thought we were gone for the season, but we're not. We're not. We've always got to have a bit of a wrap-up show um, before, I guess, the new era begins. Never thought I'd be saying that a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Welcome, Mr. Liam Keane. Liam Keane, how's it going? You can't get rid of me, guys, can you? Mate, I mean... Literally, they're begging for Edwards to return, and yet, and yet still, still, Keane is hanging on by a thread. I've just done a Warsaw press conference with you today. We're doing a Wolves podcast this afternoon. You're bloody everywhere, mate. You just can't shake you off. Well, I mean, there's a common, you know, denominator, isn't there? Someone's got to carry everyone else. Someone's got to be the the leader. Someone's got to be the man to carry all. No, that sounds a bit weird. <laughs> That's why I say the man to carry all men. Um, you no, like, I'll I tell you what one. you like, you like, I mean, you like, you know, like you, you pick your nose and you've got that bogey, <laughs> but it's not like, it's not like a real crispy one where you can roll it and flick it. And it's kind of got a little bit of juice to it, a little bit of liquid element. And it's just annoying because it's streaking and you try and roll it up into a ball and then you flick it and then it flicks and it flicks onto your thumbnail and you're like, oh, and then you try and flick it again and it flicks back onto your index finger. That That is what Liam Keane is. You cannot get exactly. rid of the guy. You know, I, I mean, I personally would have preferred the the little bit of dog shit you can't quite flick off the shoe. But I mean, I'll I'll take that analogy as well. <laughs> oh, mate, how's it going? How's it going? How's how's uh how's the, how's the country been in the last week or so? I tell you what, mate, the weather's nice, isn't it? Oh, it's certainly I mean, your return and the uh, the the god of the uh, ENS digital realm has brought back uh, the weather with him. I'll bring you the sunshine, mate. I tell you what, Liam. When uh, when you do end up proposing to your to your missus and um, you know go on the honeymoon, I can recommend going to Portugal. We had an absolute ball for five nights, and I mean, and I, I tweeted this last night. All this malarkey about going across and these ten-hour queues and you'd be prepared to turn up four hours early. Look, we did a PCR test before; it was fine. We went on Ryanair. We were through in 25 minutes on the Monday after the Man United game. In Literally through everything. That's check-in, security, into your little hold or whatever. 25 minutes. It was fantastic. Well, Fabio Silva was literally sat next to me. It was, was hilarious. It the poor guy. Everyone else is flying back to bloody Portugal. Uh, even, even flipping Williams bloody flying back. In a private jet, poor old Fabio has got to fly back with Judah on a Ryanair flight. I mean, to be fair though, in 15 years' time, when they've all burnt through the money, Fabio Silva's still sitting on a few million pounds. That's why, because he takes Ryanair. And you can't knock that to the lad. Now, I did see you tweeting about him being on the flight. Was he actually sat next to you? No, he sat next to me. So he sat next to me. So, so it's quite funny because I was, I was adjusted with my... My mum and, uh, and beautiful wife, I've said that because I've just pissed her off because uh, I said you can't print any more pieces because I'm going to a podcast. So um, didn't, she didn't take to that massively well. She's doing a taxes, so that's not great. I think she was in the zone. Anyway, um, I digress. Um, and yeah, and I said, oh, I wonder if there's a few Wolves players on this flight. And it's because one of the first opportunities to get back to Portugal, if you're flying commercial, would have been on this flight the very next day on the Monday after, after United. And uh, lo and behold, we're in the priority queue to, to check on. Got to have a few little luxuries, you know. <laughs> don't want to don't want to chat with the masses. And there's Fabio Silva with his two agents and probably one member of his family, just there. So we had, we had a good old natter in uh, in broken English. 
And uh, actually, to be fair, he speaks English. You've interviewed him, Liam, pretty mm. pretty well. Um, honestly, what a lovely, genuine person. And I understand when you've got media duties, you've got to put on you know, a face and stuff. And the last thing you want to see is me. That's the last thing you want to do after you finish the season. But he was honestly very kind. He was showing me pictures on his phone of the last day. He couldn't believe the bus ride in with all the flares and everything. He'd never seen anything like that before. He's basically, I'm not going to tell you everything, but the crux of it was like, he has thoroughly enjoyed this season. And even with the, how many how many thousand were there on Sunday, a week before United? Four and a half, was it? Four and a half, yeah, that's Four and right. Four and a half. He says that it sounded like a full stadium. So he, was, he said, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play in a full Molyneux. And I was looking back on his soccer-based stats, actually, just before this podcast. And he hasn't really started. I mean, obviously, people know he hasn't started many senior games. And the ones that he did do, he's only probably played... A, you know, in more than four and a half thousand, in a handful of times from a starter, I think three or four. So really, he hasn't played in front of a big crowd for such a long time, and especially the, the, you know, the last couple for him, for Porto, has played in front of a nobody going to this mm. season, nobody. So the fact that he had some supporters there, I think really meant a lot to him, and, and he really, really enjoyed it. And I think that is going to be massive for him next year going into it. So yeah, it was, it was good to see him. A uh, little hour and a half into the Douro Valley, mate. Got a little higher car and rolling hills, uh, white wine, red wine, poor, delicious food, great scenery, mate. It was it was unbelievable. So that is my that's my early engagement present to to to, to you two um, <laughs> of a little trip uh, to Portugal, mate. If you want to take that. I mean, I will happily take that. Um, <laughs> I mean, the most the most surprising thing really is that you took mm. Ryanair. I know. We, just, we, we can't just skate over that, surely. Well, well, no, we can't. And and the situation was is is that obviously even in the in in this 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 day and age of of, of coronavirus, my options were limited, Liam. My options for countries were limited. Portugal wouldn't have been at the first on my list, but I'm glad. I'm glad that it was because apart from covering matches there, I haven't really explored the country. So that made me go to Portugal, and I'm delighted that I did. But if I wanted to get out quickly, as in the next day. It was basically Ryanair or Air Portugal. And as we said in the last podcast, we initially booked Air Portugal, but uh, that was coming back on the Sunday after the shit show that would have been 15,000 uh, Man Man City and uh, and Chelsea fans colliding in Porto Airport. So we got back the day before just because I'm zero interest in, in being in and around that. So yes, mate, unfortunately it was Ryanair or, or Swim. I, I chose I chose uh, through, the, <laughs> through the air through the air on this occasion. Well, you but... know, compared to you, mm. I am I am scum, and even I wouldn't uh, take it uh, right now if I could avoid it. Wow, really? Is it what? What are you more? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I have flown with them many times, and I will again because you know, as I said, compared to you, I am nothing but lonely scum, aren't I? But I'm not. I... I'm not go- I won't go that far, <laughs> Liam. You know, I hold you in higher regard than that. I've just likened you to a bogey. So come on. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it, it's a step up from uh, lowly scum. Um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, they're not great, are they? I mean, I've had a few no. flights with them. It's like you know, the plane wing looks like it's going to fall off halfway through the flight, and. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not great. And then I book priority, so you get to choose your seat basically. And then you get two bags. So I'm like, okay, I'll get two bags. I'm not going to take one suitcase. That's fine. And then I realised the night before, it's not two bags. It's two bits of hand luggage. So you've got to pay forty quid for a, a suitcase to take with you, one way, and forty quid back. So actually, it ended up cost me two hundred and forty-five quid more for three of us just to take a bloody piece of luggage each. 
Well, I mean, that is a disgrace, really. Do they know who you are as well? Well, I put that in the comments and the notes, <laughs> but have yet to receive a reply, mate. So, uh, yes, but hey ho, yeah. Like, I look, I know a week's gone and a week's passed, but I thought we needed to kind of address everything, and we, you know, we did an emergency podcast and we find out and and stuff. But just to round off this season, really, which I mean, still it still stuns me, really. In, the situation that's what where we are and that we're awaiting a new manager probably sooner rather than later Liam but just those scenes and we're not going to go crazy on it but those scenes on Sunday I haven't seen anything like that for an outgoing manager for a long time I mean probably Sir Alex Ferguson guard of honour you know 15 20 25,000 people are all you know Waterloo Road it was crazy crazy scenes as Alana's uh, printing some more paper probably getting me back uh, from our little mini argument uh, pre pre recording, hopefully that stops sooner. Uh, 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 uh. And um, <laughs> and um, and look, it was uh, it was amazing, really surreal. I think. Yeah, it was brilliant, and uh, you know, me and you both wisely arrived uh, earlier than usual as well. Or the same that I normally, you know, you know me, I arrive probably a day day early. You love to get there early, man. I, lo- I like to get there early. I, lo- I like to be organised. I'm a very, you know, meticulous organiser. I get, I, I actually, I'm being deadly serious here. I get this sort of, if I'm not somewhere early and, you know, giving myself enough time for any unforeseen circumstances, I actually get like this little wave of anxiety where I'm like, I have to I was going to say, do you get anxious? Ang- yeah. I'm not, I'm not a particularly anxious person, but when it comes to, you know, being somewhere on time and being in the right place at the right time, I, I have to be there. I just get mm. very, I get very, you know, particular about it but anyway yeah. as yeah me and you uh very wisely got there early um first of all so we can park up without getting caught in the crowd oh, yes absolutely <laughs> second of all you know just to to soak in all of that that atmosphere before the game because um i mean some people might not you know take this into account but that adds so much to the coverage doesn't it um, of what we can provide you know to be able to to take in the context and the and the atmosphere of, of what happened before the game and, and as, as you say it was brilliant wasn't it um i personally have never you know in person witnessed um an outgoing manager receive that kind of adulation from supporters it was you know chance of nuno santo we don't want you to go uh flares just Thousand, way more fans outside than there were inside. It was you know, probably double the amount, wasn't it? There was thousands of fans outside, um, and you know it, it just proves the the job that the Nuno has done. And for me, what I'm twenty four, he he's the best manager to have managed Wolves in my lifetime, easily. Oh um, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and, and I know for for plenty of fans, um, a lot older than me. They say you know he's up there as the number one, if not within the, the first couple top names as as the best managers they've seen as well. So he goes down in history for Wolves without a doubt, and that those, that kind of atmosphere was was brilliant to see. And it was quite an emotional day, wasn't it? We said that on the on the video when he when he left. Yeah, um, and I guess it. I mean, speaking to the fans as well, I mean, I think the majority would have been quite happy with Nuno continuing next season. So I think the shock of, of everything and the turnaround, uh, I know Nuno kind of like waved to the fans and, and then walked in, but you could see the tears in his eyes. I mean, he was very emotional. And look, we'll probably never get to the bottom of exactly what's happened, Liam. Um, you know, it's a, the club saying mutual, I think from a, a lot of stories that have come out, you know, before and afterwards... It looks like it's more from Fosun's side than Nuno's side, uh, but they've, they've they've made a decision. And uh, look, 
they've got to get this right, don't they? They've got to get this this next appointment right. Where are they at this moment in time? Uh, there's a work permit hearing, I guess, for, for Bruno. Is it Larga, Larger? Uh, yeah, I'm not What's sure how to pronounce it either. I mean, I'm going to go with Larg. Okay, well, let's yeah. go with Larg. Let's go with Larg. I'm sure the fans will call him Larg. I'm sure there'll be plenty of, plenty of songs to that effect. But um, he's obviously come over an interview and, and is waiting this this work permit. And you've got to think that if he does get it, then... then there's there's a very very you know good good chance that he's going to be named Wolves manager. Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? And um, you know, I don't, I don't want to tempt fate here, but these kind of things, when it comes to, to Premier League football and work permits, they tend to go through as well. Um, it's uh, you know, there's there's very few cases of players and managers not receiving those work permits. I understand the, the Brexit rules have you know put a span in the work slightly, but it's not it's a hurdle to overcome. But it's not you know it's not an impossible hurdle. Um, as, as some people might think, so yeah, it does seem that it does seem that doesn't it? You know, we were looking at the timeline and, and some of the stories I put out in that he, he, two to three weeks at, at the uh, when Nuno first left. So you're probably looking at end of this week, early next week as a as a potential uh, timeline for for an announcement. Um, Bruno Lag has got the uh, the work permit hearing tomorrow. Uh, if that all goes as planned, and he is the the number one choice, which is uh, as we understand it, he is the front runner. Then he he could very well be in by the end of the week. It could be that quick. Um, so what does La what does La bring potentially that that Nuno didn't or was not going to even in the future? Mm. I can understand um, where they're coming from in letting Nuno go. I think I said this before to you as well that um, don't get me wrong. Of course, I'll reiterate he's been an exceptionally good manager for Wolves. He's done exceptionally good things. Um, the football this this year this season was was pretty poor at times. Um, obviously, injuries had a big part in that. There was a lot of mitigating factors, but the reality was the football was quite poor. Um, the system switching between the two systems it wasn't quite working. Um, and Nuno he he doesn't ha- he he doesn't play particularly exciting fast flowing attacking football does he um and that's and that, that's what they knew when they brought him in you know he was um he came from Porto I think he got he got sacked no he didn't come from Porto sorry when he was at Porto uh, he got sacked from Porto for, for losing the title and I think they only won only lost sorry once or twice in that whole season but they they drew too many games and that is sort of the story of of what Nuno's football is really um and it, of course there were times in the championship and times we're getting through into into Europe where Scored a lot of goals, you know, beating Ben um, Besiktas four 0 and all this kind of stuff, and uh, exciting football at times. But overall, it was quite defensive based, wasn't it? Let's be honest. So it's they're, they're taking a step in the other direction. They want to um, have a style of football that is uh, a bit more entertaining, and that's what Bruno Lag potentially is going to be bringing. Um, you know, he, he lost his job at Benfica for for a poor losing run that really was born out of. Um, playing some very expansive football. Mm. So he's got to try and find a balance, hasn't he, between between the two. But it could, <clears> it could, if it works, um, be exciting for Wolves fans. The issue is, if it doesn't work, straight away, understandably, the fans will be on, on the board's back, won't they? Yeah, look, Nuno, I think the difference between both of them is that, is that, uh, is that when Nuno joined this club, they were pretty low ebb. You know, they, they, were, they were struggling, a struggle, struggling season in the Championship. They've gone through two managers, uh, poor appointments by folks and they needed to get it right and look Nuno was I think almost the acceleration and the success caught everybody by surprise it was one thing after another you know championship victory won the league seventh Europe seventh you know 
that expectation is there. And when Lar comes in, if he comes in, if it is Lar, comes into this scenario, he joins a team that's very much in flux, I think. You've got a lot of long you've got you've got a few long term injuries, you've got a question mark over your best striker, you've got two or three players who are being linked with other clubs. Probably one of them will probably go. You know, you've got transfer fees, transfer funds that and a, and a transfer market that's going to be very different to the one that we've seen over the last couple two or three seasons. Um it's going to be difficult. And he's got to learn these players. He's got to know these players. I don't know how much Lark knows about these players, about this squad. But um, with all the backroom staff gone now, with Nuno gone, it's almost like you're starting from scratch. And yet that expectation from when Nuno came in, which was pretty low, is now massively high. And that bar, and you're going to have a lot of people wanting success pretty quickly, I think. Definitely. Uh, and it's understandable why that bar is so high, isn't it? Because, of, as you just mentioned there, the, the success in the last four years that Wolves fans have, um, have experienced. And it's um, it's difficult to for, for a lot of people to, to take stock of the, the context around it. Um, people are going to want success, and no doubt folks are going to want that as well. The, the, the danger Wolves have got is having let a manager like Nuno go... Um, Let's be honest. Despite some of the negative this season, he was a safe pair of hands, wasn't he, Nuno? Um, yeah. Letting it, letting him go. Um, let's say, for example, Bruno Lard comes in. If he doesn't work by Christmas, he could be gone, um, and Wolves could be getting into the rut that some other, but well, plenty of other Premier League sides get into um, of just a managerial merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just bringing one man in after another. Um, and seeing hardly hardly any results. Um, you are right when you say that um, it's going to be difficult, injuries, etc. But you've also got to remember that this Wolves team, for as difficult as last season was, is still exceptionally talented. Um, I, I know injuries, again, you have to reiterate that because it is such a massive factor. But uh, Pedro Neto, Raul Jimenez, um, Daniel Pudente on his day, as, uh, he struggled recently, but Adama Traore, regardless of whether these, some of these players leave or not, there is a lot of talent there to work with um, and it needs adding to of course but there is talent there's talent there there's a there's Premier League players there players that have proven it at this level um, and he needs to to find a system that, that suits him bring his own players in as well um, but there's a good basis there's a, there's a nucleus isn't there that's the, that's the key word and he's got something to work with um, there can't really be any excuses particularly at this level um, the fans won't put up with it and I'm sure the board won't either no um I mean, you talk about the board. Of course, I think the the latest Q and A session has just just gone online from a from a Wolves point of view. But look, they've done this. They've done this Q and A. Um, I think it's been it's been a very interesting watch. Uh, of course, Jeff Shee, Scott Sellers, Matt Wilde, Vinnie Clark, and Russ Jones, kind of in this with Johnny Phillips interviewing, kind of in this circular table informal chat for slash formal chats taking questions that that the fans have asked and look it's definitely not being they've not picked the nicest questions they've picked the strong they've picked some strong questions to be fair to them and they've had to answer them and you've got to give credit i think to the communication from the club for them to do that i, I get i get that this is all edited and it's been made to look nice and they've broken it down However, you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't with these things. I don't think we'll hear a lot from Jeff Sheed live, so to speak. 
You know, everything will be recorded, it will be thought, it will be processed, there will be answers there. And you can understand that. I, I, you can understand that. What I would say from, from, from watching these um, is when you've got Nuno at the helm, Liam, everything went through Nuno from a football decision point of view. Everything went through him, whether it was the, the, the last, you know, yes or no on, on, a, on a player to be signed or some young lad from the 23s and what exactly what they're doing and what their role will be going forward and if they're going to go into the, into the senior team. He, he had everything. He, he was a control freak, which I think was very, very good. I think you need someone like that. He, had, he always had, you know, even going away with him on, on pre-season tours, you know, they'd do one, two, three hours in hot heat you know, and then come back and everybody be going to bed or having an hour's kit before the afternoon session. Nuno had meetings and then meetings about meetings, about analysis, about those. And that's that's exactly what he what he was. I look at that table now and I see some very, very intelligent businessmen. And I see Scott Sellers as the football guy, I guess, who's, you know, had a huge promotion from the 23s. You need to have a lot of business and a lot of footballing expertise, I think, at boardroom level. But with Laurie gone, who I know had disagreements, you know, he's very strong with, 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 with what he thought, and I think it's important to have that if there's a respect there. With Kevin Thelwell gone, with Nuno gone, I just hope that we haven't got a lot of yes men at the table. And that's no, I'm not criticising that because I don't know whether they are. And, 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 and I think they're all strong enough. And I think Jeff Shee, you can tell, you know, values their opinion. But there's no fallback option there. There's no Nuno there at the moment. There's no someone to have the final say. So can these guys, can Jeff Shee, can Scott Sellers put together the right, um, the right device the right the right design to move wolves forward in the right in in, in the right way because for me and I know I'm going on a little bit um he's exposed himself here now Jeff to see okay Jeff you've done this you've got you know you, you've Nuno's gone now now it's on you you had two swings and misses and you hit a home run with the third pitch but now you've now you've really got to get this right it's the golden. It's the golden question, isn't it? It really is. It's. Um, I totally agree with you that the communication and these Aswolves Q and As need to be um, praised for the openness and the and the, and the communication because not a lot of clubs do it. Um, and you know, for them to have been put out there and uh, answer some tough questions, it's you know fair play to them for that. It's, and in all honesty, they probably could have edited it slightly tighter than they did because there's plenty of stuff in there obviously with it being recorded before Nuno left plenty of stuff in there that is um, yeah. it's telling really isn't it in terms of the Nuno situation um, so so that's yeah that's one point the second point being that um, whoever the manager is that comes in you're right they, they've got one out of three right so far Foson Jeff Sheehan Foson they need to get make it two out of four don't they whoever that manager is it needs to be a strong enough character to you know, be able to walk into that boardroom and know what they want, know what is right, and and stick by their guns because they can't have. Of course, there are going to be discussions and, and disagreements, um, but they can't have. They can't be walked over. Um, it's it's important for them to, as Nuno was, to have uh, a strong backbone and to to put themselves out there. So, it's 
it's it's a lot of it's a lot of boxes that have to be ticked with the new man coming in. And and you're you're right. There is a, a concern that whoever it is, they come in and they are yes men to the yes men, so to speak. If you know what I mean, they they're gonna mm-hmm. allow allow whatever to pass because they they've got a sort of prestigious job in the Premier League. They need to put them put themselves have a bit of bottle, put themselves on the line as well. Um, and hopefully that's what they'll have because. It, there's there's basis there, which we all know. There's basis there for exceptional success, but it's so it's so difficult to to pinpoint who the right man's going to be. Um, yeah. Looking at it, it's it, it's such a there's such a basis there for success with Wolves, but it could it can go the other way if the wrong man is brought in because they don't challenge what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know how it's going to go, Liam. I think we're at a massive crossroads now. Yeah, I with agree. This, with this football club, with the, with the you know with the management, with 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 the um, with the ownership, with uh, with the players, and with and with where Wolves are going to go next season, I, I really don't know. I think it's a toss of a coin. Honestly, I couldn't tell you which way. You know, twelve months ago, I could understand. You know, with with certain players that you can kind of almost write this season off. But I think you know a mid-table finish and and go again next season with everybody ready rested, the long-term injuries, you know, coming to an end. I think that's fine, but it's uh, it's very difficult. And of course, you know, with the way that even the even the setup and the way that Wolves have tried to back four, and then you know, Nuno kind of bringing things in to to plan for next season, to plan players for next season, recruitment for next season. That's all got to change now. So that's you know, you know, players who Nuno would, would like and will see in the team for a long time to come may not fit in here. And it's going to take a while for that to happen. That's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have players playing all over the world in the European Championships and in the Olympics and and all sorts. So, you know, realistically, uh, Large is not going to be able to to work with these players for at least another month and a half, you'd say. So there's going to be some very quick judgments that need to be made, I think. Um, And of course, you know, George Mendes is the person, he's, you know, client lager and... And and we'll we'll recruit, I'm sure, and we'll, they'll use him and they'll lean on him heavily this season. But um, you know, the, the market is there to be taken advantage of if there is money available. I think this season, um, Adama Traore is going to be one. If you, if you think he likes to play an expansive attacking game, then you've got to think that Adama Traore wants to. He'll want to see see him in a Wolf shirt next season. But he's been linked with Chelsea today. You know, there are players. You know, uh, Neves being linked with a move away who. Can you see one of them being the fall guy to raise more funds, to, to get more players across the line if they want to increase this squad depth? Or do you think they can get around it by selling the likes of Mir, Catroni, maybe a couple of other periphery parts, rather than selling a couple of your big names or one of your big names? Well, it's always certainly possible, isn't it, that, that one of them can go and there's going to be uh, understandable interest in some of these big names. But yeah, as I said with the, the piece I put out about Neves, it's... Understood from my perspective that the club won't be forced into into selling them to raise the funds. But you know, if the right offer came in, they would they would listen to it. And if it's right for the club, as it was with Diogo Jota last year, um, then, then they can go. Um, I don't think it would be a surprise to see any of them go this summer. Um, and although they are going to have to be creative in the market, which is the word that that they use, I think Scott Sellers used um, loans, swaps, loans with obligations. They're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to look at that market more. But you, you, you look at it as well, compare it to the first summer back into the Premier League, um, the, the, the summer they had then. Uh, they A lot of them were loans 
with boys, um, and it was probably their best transfer window in the last few years. Raul yeah. came in, Moutinho came in, Patricio came in. Um, a lot of them were loans to boys, and then from the loans from the championship, they bought some of them as well. So, um, you know, th- th- there is business to be done in the loans with obligations or loans with uh, buy options uh, market. That 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 loan, that sorry, that market has been something that Wolves have used very well in previous years, and I think if they can use that well again. That's going to be key for me um, for for success uh, next year. Yeah, um, one quick bit actually, I was going to say when I was uh, when I was, and it was great. By the way, it was great to interview the fans. Honestly, it was so weird, so weird <laughs> seeing people back and having a chat and uh, having a bit of crack. And oh, it was it was it was it was great. But I said one person I did see um, on the way down from the stairs after the game was Johnny. I had a quick chat with him as well, um, and kind of just him, you know where I was in his rehab. Uh, he thinks he thinks November December time. He says at the very latest January, which is good news because I thought it might be a bit later than that. And of course, they're going to have to be very, um, you know, very slow and very careful with him. But uh, if you can get Johnny back, you know, at the start of 2022, that that would be great, really good, and kind of, you know, if there is an Aitnuri who the again, I mean, goodness me, all these guys are in limbo. I th- I don't think Jose is going to be coming to Wolves anytime soon, but you know the likes of Vitinho had a very good good game for the Portuguese under twenty ones last night. Um, uh, with the likes of Ainuri, who for me would probably be the priority out the three um, if they are going to look to sign him. I would love to get him on loan again for one more season or some kind of mm. you know loan deal rather than you know forking out fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million quid on 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 him. But if they can do that, I'd be more I'd be confident enough to. To give Aitnor, I think he's really improved recently and uh, defensively as much as anything. That that he could be given the reins um, at least for the first six months until Johnny's ready to come back after the break. But again, that's, that's something that the, that the management and the new management are going to have to make a going to have to make a call on. Yeah, I mean they're going to have to look at it, aren't they? They're going to have a there's plenty of um, plenty of decisions to be made, isn't there? To say the least. Uh, and I think you're right. For me, Aitnor of the three would probably be. Um, a priority and again I totally agree a loan or even a, 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 well, I, know, I know there's an option now but maybe even a loan with obligation possibly something like yeah, that yeah um, yeah just to, to spread it out a little bit absolutely. yeah exactly that could be that could be uh, those kind of sort of nuanced details could be key to mm. to some of the business walls do this uh, this summer and for me of the three I think he'd be he'd be the one uh, if you had to choose one to take on me and the, the, the new man hopefully is going to be able to have a look at them as well and make a decision because they um, they need to have a say on, on what happens with this team. They can't allow decisions to be made elsewhere. They do, and they said in the q and I think they said they need to be creative, and I think that's very important. Yeah. They do need to be creative. This isn't going to be, okay, These let's buy X amount of players you know, on three or four-year deals. This isn't. This is going to be someone short, short-term contracts, someone longer-term contracts, someone, someone loan deals, just loan deals, you know, with a, with a potential of a, a view to buy some with a loan deals with a compulsory buy they'll need to explore all these markets and definitely get definitely get uh, creative but not you know like you say you're not going to see wolf spend 100 million pounds of money and and, and and keep everybody it's just not it's just not going to happen absolutely not going to happen in this market so um yeah massive massive summer ahead Liam, a couple of couple of couple of ones from the fans couple of ones for the little fans right. yes let's do it here we go king wolf says um our, he says, um, "What? Let's have a look. Uh, fans want more communication from the club, and when it happens, they don't like what the club has to say uh, when they have a go at people involved um, with quite some personal comments on there. But people have just got to do their job." And he kind of commends uh, the Wolves for putting these 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 Q and As out, which is it's fair enough, isn't it? Because it's 
you know, they don't, like you say, Liam, they don't have to do it. Yeah, I, I don't think you can condone, you know, any of the uh, maybe social media abuse that goes around. But um, yeah, I mean, people are always going to have their opinions. Um, it's it's sort of nature of the beast, really, that um, that you know people ask for them to put this kind of stuff out and then when it is out some people don't like it mm. um it's just the it's just the way of the world it's the way it is so for me i think it's commendable what they to, to have put out in the first place um i think the honesty was commendable um some people aren't going to like for example the season ticket stuff from vinnie clark and you can understand mm. why um but at least they're answering the questions i think that that's the the I think, yeah that's the long and short of it at least they're there and answering the questions do you feel that, you know, I mean, they talk about, you know, the Red Bull model and we should follow that. And mm. I, you've got to have, I think you've got to have, it's very important to have forward thinking and be, and not be left behind. And that's very, very important. But the, you've got to have a bit of the traditional and, and, and not lose your roots at the same time. It's got to be an amalgamation for me. It can't just be one or the other. You can't leave people in the dust. I feel like the, the tradition is massive at Wolves, you know, huge. And I think that, you need to have that forward thinking, but with respect with what you've had in, in your history as well at the same time. Yeah, totally agree. They can't isolate the, you know, the well, ironically, what um, the Super League described as legacy fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm. mean, let, we won't we won't use that description ourselves, but no, know, those those um, those locals, those people who followed the club for 50, 60 years, you know, the the, the people who were there down in the old fourth division or there in League One ten years ago, whatever it was, you know, they um the people that have followed the club and, and, and love it for what it is regardless of where they are, they can't be priced out of football. Um they have to be looked after. Um and there has to be that as you say, the tradition. There has to be that tradition within the club still, as well as being forward thinking and ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um you can have both. You don't have it's not mutual they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to get rid of one for the other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it's interesting when Johnny asked the question about stadium and said the desired city centre location. <laughs> felt that they were a little bit like, well, yeah, but we can't build. We've got X, Y, and Z problems with you know we can't expand here, there, and everywhere. I- I'm sure some people would like to see a new stadium, and I'm sure some people on that pa- that table would like to see a new stadium. And I think if they can get a bigger stadium, then seats would be cheaper. But you know, they're kind of like, well, this is what we've got, so we need to maximise the. You know, we've got this going forward and we're not going to move. So this, you know, you're going to have to increase seats sometimes. You know what I mean? Seat value sometimes. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I don't think anyone's ever going to be 100% happy, are they? No, it's, it, imagine trying to please everyone. It's, it's, well, not, it's not possible, is it? <laughs> it, it is. Well, apart from me me and you, Liam, you know, we've got 100%, 100% approval rating. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. It was 001. 001. Uh, Kay Wright um, says, um, looks nice. To, oh, thank you very much. Had a nice break. He says, um, he says, I'm still in shock with the Nuno Sargas, um, especially now he's been linked with Crystal Palace and now Everton, actually, uh, today with a... Uh, with news that news that there could be a new Real Madrid boss, uh, could be Ancelotti. So Nuno, could you see Nuno at Palace or Everton next season? I think Everton on paper probably suits him more, doesn't it? Um, I it's... think I, I mean I don't know, but you put two and two together, that's a pretty strong combination. And with a mm. with a new stadium, you know, a couple of years away with a traditional club like Everton, I'm sure Wolves will probably not want to go against Nuno so quickly. But I can. I can see that potentially happening. I can. Mm. No, I think so. I think so. It's um, depending yeah. on whether he wants to go straight into another job. I don't. I don't know. And he's not yeah, going to rush into it. But I think he's definitely would be in the mix for certain. 
I think so. I, I'd also look at it and think, you know, with his family situation being away mm. from um, family in Portugal, potentially with obviously COVID as well, he might want a bit of time away from that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's it's a difficult one to say, but I think it suits. I think you know you put two and two together, as you say, it, it looks like a, a strong combination. Um, Reggie says, um, um, "Hope you had a nice time." What are yours and Liam's dream holiday destinations? Well, you want me to go first? You go, mate. You go. Dream holiday destinations. You could go um, anywhere in the world. Where would it be? I think um, a nice Caribbean island, something like that, would, Ooh, would nice. be great. Yeah, you know, crystal clear, blue water, lovely. I'll go with that. I, and you know me, my orange skin and the and the uh, and the sun. It always it always bodes well. So uh, see you on the beach, mate, with a with a full suited jacket on, with maybe a little waistcoat, three piece suit, be magnificent. <laughs> Don't start that. Uh, well, mine's Hawaii, mate. I love Hawaii. I think I've been. Three times now, Hawaii, amazing, great place. If you can do it, fly across to LA, West Coast, or Seattle, or San Diego, spend a few days there, even Vegas, and then go on to uh, to Hawaii. Absolutely, dream, dream destination. Seychelles as well, absolutely amazing. So definitely do that. Want to do Japan though? That's right. Well, I haven't really done East yet. I went to Shanghai pre-season, but haven't oh, really done East. So big sushi fan. So um, I would love to do Japan and see see. Um, See, that's, that, I think that would be an amazing country to go to. Um, okay, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. Wolves fan says, do you see Wolves fans turning on Foster and in particular Jeff Sheet if things don't improve next season? There'll always be a group um, that don't like what's going on um, and, and will have their opinions. Um, on the whole, I can't see it, I can't see it being you know, turning on them. It depends how bad it gets, you know. It depends if it's, you know, Wolves are relegated. Then if it gets that bad, then yes. Um, But in terms of turning on them, um, I think most Wolves fans can appreciate where the club is now in comparison to to where we have been in the past. So uh, I don't think so, no. What what would you say? Um, I've forgotten the question. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen fans turning on it. Um, I think if things don't go right, I think I, I can, I can, and like I said earlier, I think Jeff's exposed himself now. I think Foster have exposed themselves now, um, and that's fair enough. You can sometimes you've got to take a risk. Sometimes you have to rip that bandaid off. But, and if things go well, goodness me, I tell you what, one hundred percent fair play. I'll be the first one to congratulate them. But if they don't. Then there's only one person who's going to get criticism, I think, or, or, or the owners are going to get criticism, and, and that's when you'll see. I think I think things turn. But look, I'm going to be optimistic. I think you've got to be optimistic. And the, the other thing I would say is, if Larg does come in, people have got to give him time, and they've got to be 100% behind him. We'll be behind him as well. You know, you're still a bit in mourning, and I'm still a bit sad that Nuno's gone. But at the same time. You can't then direct that frustration if there is any towards the new manager. You've got to get behind him 100% and give him the, all the support he needs. And I'm sure that the fans will do that. Absolutely. They're great with that. They, they really do. Whether it's a player going through a tough time or not, they will always give them until, until they, they can't go any further. But they will always give their backing. And I think that's what he's got to do. You know, whole new backroom stuff are going to come in. It will take time to bed in. It will take time. But if, if I think if you know Wolves fans are fair, I'm not saying they need to get European position next season. I don't think that's I don't think that's correct. If they can show improvement, if they can show 
players coming back, if they can make some astute signings, and if they can get, more importantly, the product on the pitch playing better, playing attacking, free-flowing football, maybe conceding a few more, but scoring some goals and scoring 10, 15, 20 more goals in a campaign, then I think that quite a few fans, or the majority of fans, will be more than happy with that. Yeah, I think so. I think the the brand of the of the football is is going to be a big part of next season, isn't it? It's it's what they it's what the the fans want and what they need really. Um, because as I said, the football was pretty poor at times this season, um, and it felt like a natural natural cycle for me with Nuno leaving. It's, it's a risk, of course, um, but it felt like a, the natural end for me. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, so. You know what are you what are you? I'm going to give you what's who's your who's your player of the season, mate? Who's your player of the season? Oh, it's got to be Pedro Neto, isn't it? Got to be. Uh, yeah, despite the injury, um, I mean he carried the side at times, didn't he? Mm. When he was when he was fair, he really did. Um, a really really special player, uh, superb with both feet going forward. Um, great finish. He's actually deceivingly fast. I mean, I don't. No one actually thought he was slow, obviously, but. Um, He's quicker than he looks. I don't know if that's just me, but um, yeah, an ex- excellent player, excellent season, and fortunately, a lot more to come from him, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, who's your biggest disappointment of the season? That's a tough one. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go Daniel Pedence. Mm. I think he's had injury issues. Um, I thought I saw some good things in him um, in his early days at Wolves, um, but even when he was fit this season, it was... Uh, it wasn't clicking for him. Um, yeah, more needed. I would say Dendonka for me. I think uh, I think there's still a player in there, but uh, you know, if Wolves do go back to four four two, if they if they go somewhere, you know, like that, you know, Leander Dendonka should really be in a central midfield alongside, you know, Ruben Neves or or, or or someone like that. And goodness me, he's tailed off badly. He needs he needs a really big season next next year, and hopefully he does because there is a player in there. But uh, I think some fans have had enough of him. Uh, I think he's a very useful useful player to have, especially a squad player. And if you're not going to start him, he's a great bench player. You know, can play at the back, can play in the midfield. Should be a destroyer. Should be like, um, like like a Salchek really. But obviously, he's so far off that it's untrue. But uh, hopefully, he comes again and 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 gets gets back to the levels that we've seen him in in so, in so many games. So we shall see. Um, Fred asks, um, who comes in for you realistically? If they do play a four-four-two, if Lager comes in, would you like to see you know two or three more signings? Do you think they need to just if they do play a four-four-two, where they're going to play centre back? I assume is somewhere where they're going to have to have to sign. Yep, centre back, um, midfield, um, a creative midfielder or holder um, or someone in the middle of the park. Creator, uh, yeah. f- for sure. Um, I'd even argue. Potentially another winger as well, mm. um, just to ease the, the burden on your, you know, your Pedence Neto Chororo. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure I can see four four two happening. I feel like it'd be one striker rather than two. Yeah. But um, if it was to be two, then the squad's going to need another striker on top. Sure. I think I think that's unlikely. So uh, yeah, I think they, they they would be key for me. I think you know fullbacks have probably got enough cover. If, you know, if Aitnori stays, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, that that's where it would be for me. Liam Keane, thank you very much. I uh, thought it was important to do a little uh, wrap-up show. Uh, we will have another podcast as and when 
the manager has his first press conference, the new manager, whether it be Bruno or, or, or someone else, you never know. Walter Zenger, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the return of Lambert. Goodness me. No, look, it's, um, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks, I think, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, an announcement sooner rather than later. Liam, if this is your, your last one with me, I would like to say thank you for the last few weeks, uh, three, four weeks you've been doing this. I think you've, done, you've, been, a, you've been a pleasure. Even though having a, I know you had a bit of a crack with you at the start of the podcast, but it's been a pleasure to work with you um, from, a, from a Wolves point of view. Um, and hopefully you'll still be still still come in and say hello from from time to time. Uh, yes, I know you've yes. got uh, you know, but it'd be nice to tune in and maybe get you on the podcast um, going forward. But uh, yeah, if, if the peeps, if you haven't followed Liam, give the lad a follow. Give the lad a follow because he's done very well. And um, and yes, I really appreciate uh, the links you've gone to over these last few weeks, mate. And uh, hopefully the uh, the super saddles will have a good season as well. But I'm, I'll see you very very soon, mate. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time with that. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to be on here. I hope the Wolves fans have been happy with what I've been able to offer. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll see me again very soon. But um, it's been a, it's been a hectic few weeks. Didn't expect half of what happened to happen. Um, but it, but it's been great. It's been brilliant. <laughs> Timed uh, it perfectly, mate. You just been just uh, one story a day. Put your feet up, mate. Maybe have a shower, have a little bit of a run. It's been quiet. It's been really quiet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been yeah. It's been class. It's been good. And um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be back to back to the Salah's duty um, for the foreseeable. But as he as you say, I'm sure uh, the Wolves fans will see me again. They haven't seen the last year, Liam. That's for certain. Uh, thank you very much, mate. Thank you for listening. Just a quick one. This uh, just to wrap up everything, and uh, we will have a podcast uh, after the Wolves announcement and the press conference, wherever it is. Liam's uh, Liam's uh, <laughs> revving up his car, ready to go on this podcast. <laughs> I think in the background. Uh, from me, from Liam. Uh, have a good one, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>